This is Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Life's hard and you don't need to go through it alone. Together, we're going to find God's direction for living. To join the conversation, call 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Now, live from the studios of WDCX, here's your host, Linda Penn. Hey, welcome to Today's Living Hope. This is your host, Linda and the month of December, and I know you've been kind of focusing on Christmas and reading in the book of uh, Luke, like we have asked you to do a chapter um, starting December the 1st, taking you right up then to December 24th. You know our program is about encouragement and hope for today, so my guests today are going to do exactly that. I want you to know that we are pre-recording because my family is coming in for Christmas a little early, so we're doing some pre-recording, but I want you to know it's all up-to-date, current programming for you to listen and be a part of that, no matter what station you are listening to. So we're glad that you have stopped by, and we know that you, our listening audience out there, are very, very busy, and you have concerns, and you have feelings and we want to be that hope and reality today to be able to share truth meet you where you are and take you where you need to go so I want to tell you just right up front what our program is going to be about because we realize that people um, are in many different circumstances and for our first hour today we're going to talk about those who are leaders or in business or in church ministry or have an opportunity to lead others so my special guest is pastor author business person and entrepreneur pastor mark kaufman from newcastle pennsylvania and we're going to talk about leadership because we know that it's one thing to be a leader in good times, but it's a different story when it's bad times. And anyone can lead in prosperity of health and provision when things are going well. But what happens when it turns? And from what we have been through this last nine months, we know that real leaders emerge out of crisis and that great leaders are born in crisis, not comfort. So that's going to be our first hour. Our second half hour is going to be Rob Palazunski from Absolute Truth and Prophecy Ministry. And he's going to bring us that up to date of what's happening in our world. What does the world think about it? What does the Bible say about it? And what, as Christians, are we to do about it? And then... Dominic Zaccarelli, you know he is a powerful man with total breakthrough, and we are talking today about what happens when you're under the circumstances and how God has given us the authority to live above those circumstances. So let me begin with prayer, and then we're going to take our first break. Father, I am so thankful for who you are and for the Son, Jesus Christ, and that we get to celebrate the babe and the birth of the babe. And realize again the power of who Jesus Christ is and why God brought him. And that he is our sustaining grace and enabling faith. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. You are in control. You know the beginning to the end, the Alpha to Omega, the Genesis to Revelation. And you have not left us. Thank you for this time. I just pray that you would give us your anointing for this program 
and that you will meet each person where they are and take them in their relationship with Christ or their need for a relationship with Christ for how you're going to meet each one in our listening audience for your honor and your glory. We pray these things in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Pastor Mark Kaufman. The new reusable faith masks are finally in at Bender's Christian Star. So now you can display your faith while covering your face. Uh, did you say face or faith? That's correct. I'm sorry, but he's asking if it's F-A-I-T-H or F-A-C-E. You are correct, sir. Display my faith through the mask on my face? Yes, while covering your face, you can still display your faith. Faith? Face. Man, super! So stop in at Bender's Christian Store for the new faith-filled face mask design and extended temporary hours from 10.30 to 6. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Looking for a natural way to get relief from your pain? Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Klafka from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic. My team and I offer a personalized approach to your body's needs. We have had great success in treating patients with plantar fasciitis, neuropathy, lockjaw, and disc herniations. We are your Western New York natural healthcare provider. Call 434-3889 to schedule your appointment. We're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport or check us out online at WNY Total Body Wellness Colossians 1.13, I am delivered from the power of darkness. Feeling lost and confused about things? Here's today's Living Hope. Well, I am welcoming to my program Mark Kaufman from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great, Linda. Thank you for the invitation to be a part of your program today. Oh, I'm, to be with you. I'm so glad you're on. We've been trying to do this, and you and I have had some conversations. We've had a team down there talking to you about some ongoing things with Christian Business Board, and I have to stay right, say right off the bat that uh, you're, our listeners are going to be hearing more from you in, in the future as God has directed us and given us a vision And it stemmed from you sharing your vision with us because of what God has brought you through and what he has caused you to be. Uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, I've been in in ministry, my wife and I, for 32 years here in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. We pastor Jubilee Ministries International City Church. Uh, We have a network of churches and businesses from around the world that we work with. Uh, I also... And the owner of several businesses, but two of them are flower shops, Butts Flowers and Gifts. We are the second oldest flower shop in America this year. In 2020, we were celebrating 170 years of business. We were established in 1850, so we're very proud of that. And uh, 
Yeah, those are a few of the things that I do. I am, I am, I am the CEO of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania, and uh, a lot of other different projects we're involved in right now. But uh, yeah, it keeps me keeps me busy, not in trouble, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've spent time with you. I've heard you speak on different places, and what an anointing God has put on your heart. I know you've also trained entrepreneurs and in business principles based on the Word of God. And uh, it intrigues me that you have a Christian Chamber of Commerce, and um, you do you have several projects. One I do want to mention a little bit later. You're feeding thousands of people because of the need of what's happening during this crisis time. Yes, we are. We are actually right now. We have given the last eight months since COVID. We've given over sixteen million dollars worth of food and dairy away. We feed close to five thousand families every month. Uh, thousands of cars come. It takes 70, oh, between 50 and 70 volunteers to be able to distribute the food uh, to feed that many people. It takes about six hours. So it's a wonderful opportunity. We're out ministering to them. We've led people to the Lord. We pray for those who may have certain physical conditions. We've seen people get healed. It's just a wonderful time to become a Wallace church and to be thrust out in the middle of society where the church is supposed to be and to make a difference. And it's not just about what, what we're doing there is, is, number one, leading in crisis. That's my, that's my passion. That's my message during the season. We're doing that. And, uh, you know, we're leading in crisis by making a difference, by helping people, but not just giving the food. That's just the platform. But it's, it's a place where we really can manifest Christ, and we can demonstrate the kingdom of God to the thousands of people that show up uh, every month. So it's just a wonderful thing that God is doing. And what I love about your ministry and who you are is that you're always giving it away, whether the things that you just mentioned, but you're giving away yourself, the biblical principles, what you have learned. You're building leaders. You're helping people to be able to be more in the marketplace and actually walk out their Christian faith with power even in a difficult time, because, you know, businesses are struggling right now. And yet you are saying that there are hidden opportunities when we're in crisis. So how do opportunities hide themselves then in that crisis as we're talking to leaders and people that are struggling uh, or just giving that view of there is hope and God is up to something? To start with that question, let me say this. In this season, God is about raising up leaders for 21st century global influence. I believe that God's raising up a new breed of leaders to the like we've never seen before. Uh, these are going to be very courageous people. These are going to be very anointed people. These are going to be men and women that are going to make a difference in the world. And they're going to be, what you just said, this next breed of leaders is going to be the most giving people we've ever met. It has to be demonstrated, because you think about it, the Bible says God so loved the world he gave. He mm. didn't love the world, okay? Giving was his expression of love. You can't, you can't tell the world you love them. You have to show them. There has to be expressions. And so I call it grace leadership, or servant leadership, either one. But the next breed of leadership is going to be a servant leadership that is serving the people in the spheres that they've been assigned to. You know, right now, Linda, the cry in this present hour is for leadership. I mean, it's, I mean, look around. We're in the middle of this pandemic. And we currently, in so many different spheres of society, we have lazy, narcissistic leaders 
who are positional, not functional in their authority. That has to change. We have to develop relationships mm. with men and women, the next generation, to empower the budding uh, kingdom leaders and thrust them into their assignment in the marketplace. We have to help them. This is a time, this is a season to raise up leaders. Let me say this. I had someone ask me recently. They said, we know there's a move of God coming. They said, Pastor Mark, what are we waiting for? What's God waiting for? I said, one thing, he's waiting for leaders. Before any move, first of all, what God will do before the movement begins, okay, he finds the man, he finds the woman, he finds the people that will facilitate that move. Hmm. I mean, Jesus didn't come for the masses, though he did come and he died on the cross. He loved the world, okay, he came to redeem mankind, but his, his assignment was to raise up 12. Then he raised up 70. He was about raising up leaders. He spent more time with leaders than anybody else. In fact, he turned the crowds away just to speak to the leaders. And most of those leaders he raised up, you and I have talked about this before, were in the marketplace. I mean, he didn't raise up rabbis. <laughs> he raised up he raised up a fisherman as a leader, a physician, you know, mm -hmm. a, a tax collector. And that's the kind of leaders that he raised up. And if you think about it, where we are parallels 2,000 years ago. It was a very dark time. It was a pagan society. And the church thrives best in darkness. I've had, wow, I've say that asked, Say that again. That's a powerful it, statement, and people are saying, you got to be kidding, yeah, Pastor yeah, Mark. Church, what are you talking church, about? Yeah, yeah, the church thrives in crisis. Mm -hmm. When there is a pagan society, okay, that's when, that's when God shows up. You think about Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. We see the earth was in crisis, and what happened? God moved. As soon as this pandemic hit, I told, I told people in my church, and then we're get ready. God's about to move. He's about to brood, about to move like he's never moved before. It seems to me that that darkness is a backdrop for crisis. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's the backdrop. Excuse me for light. Okay, it always is. So the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. I had several people ask me this question. They said, and this is this is recently all about the election and. Where do you think we are? Do you think that, that President Trump has a chance? Is it going to be, you know, Vice President Biden coming in? And they're worried about this, that, and the other. I says, first of all, I said, neither one of them are our God. Okay? Yes. I said, God is in absolute control. He is a sovereign God. And I said, regardless who is in office, the kingdom of God will advance. Because my Bible tells me the kingdom of God is an ever-increasing kingdom. You can't stop the kingdom. The Republicans can't. The Democrats can't. Okay, it's going to thrive. In fact, it would probably thrive and grow most in the darkest environment. That's just how God operates. He gets greater glory in greater darkness. And that so may be how, yeah, yeah, that may be how he's going to bring the revival everybody's talking about, and it's not going to be out of plenty. It's going to be out of want and crisis. True. We don't God know. always moves out of one in crisis. That's See, right. There, there is a crisis. No one has a lunch. There are five thousand men <laughs> plus <laughs> women and children. Right. So that's a crisis. There's no food. One little boy shows up and unselfishly surrenders mm. his lunch. And look at one of the greatest miracles in the Gospels was the multiplying of the loaves and fishes. And so it is when we are in crisis that we even see miracles. God will not give us a miracle until we need one. So God will literally permit environments 
okay, to be conducive to the need of, of we need miracles. You know, so and, many of us that have lived a life of that total by faith and been in crisis, and whether we've seen them in our personal life or in the area or even globally, when God works, he's not a day too early, but he's never a day late, is he? Absolutely not. Think about, think about this, Linda. The greatness of leadership never emerges out of good times but bad times. Mm. Any, anyone can lead in comfort. Anyone can lead in prosperous, favorable climates. You find out real leaders, real kingdom leaders emerge in the midst of crisis. This is where real leaders are defined in crisis. So Throughout that, history, think of it. Oh, a- absolutely. And oh. you see the ones that want to run away, the some, some that want to deny what's going on, some who really walk into the truth and face it and really equip people. So that brings me to another question. If that's true, and we know it's true, what type of leadership is required during a crisis? Yeah, that's a really excellent question. Let me share that with you. First of all, I believe it's important that there has to be leaders that raise up leaders. Leaders produce leaders, not just followers. I'm going to say that again. Leaders, we reproduce after a kind. So if, you, if, if an authentic leader will reproduce leaders, Jesus come as a leader, and he didn't come just to produce followers. No, he wanted more leaders. Mm-hmm. Okay, a seed will, re, will reproduce after his kind. So what kind of leader do we need? Well, number one, there's a few things that everybody must understand. Everybody's called to lead somewhere. I mean, maybe it's just leading your family, your children. Maybe uh, you're leading a business. Uh, maybe you're leading a small prayer group. We're all called to lead as believers to some degrees. Number one, you have to, dis- have to discover as a leader who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you won't know what you have or what you're called to do. Mm. Number two, you have to determine what you have. Number three, develop what you have. And number four, display what you have. And that's the process of raising up leaders. We need to raise up a new breed leader who we can help them discover who they are in Christ. What What is the gifts they have and what is the gift that they are? and help them to find that. Once they discover who they are, then they can determine what they have. Now, here's my tools. Here's my gifts. Okay, I'm going you know, to interrupt you just there because I want to take a break so we can spend full time sure. when we get back to, to, to go there. My guest is um, doctor and pastor, author, businessman, Mark Kaufman from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And we're talking about how to be the leader during this crisis time and how God really shows more light in the darkness of a crisis. I'm going to step aside for endorsing sponsors. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. Healthcare. We all need it, but who you choose to help you take care of your health can make all the difference in the world. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have an approach that may be different and better than what you're used to. They promote preventive care and reversal of the disease process. Because God created our bodies in a perfect way, we're all designed to heal, not just be absent of symptoms, to truly heal. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, their focus is your total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They want to help restore your God-given abilities to heal and thrive without medication or surgery. It's time to choose Synergy Nutrition and Wellness as part of your health care. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. 
In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit, faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 2911. Welcome to 600 River Road, Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls, our upscale waterfront community is unlike any other, featuring boat docks, heated saltwater swimming pool, pickleball courts, a clubhouse, and we are a pet-friendly community. Leasing now. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. That nervous feeling you get in your stomach is God telling you to join the conversation. Give Linda a call at 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Mark, before we took the break, we had asked a question that I really want you to be able to be able to spend more time on to answer and develop it. What type of leadership is required during crisis? And you stated uh, a few things, but I want you to be able to expand on that and tell us more as we move forward. Yes, we're talking about raising up leaders. Leaders raise up leaders. We said they discover who they are. Then you help determine what they have. Then you help them develop what they have. Then they have to display what they have. And we need that. We need demonstrations of great leadership in the midst of this crisis. Now, you asked me, what kind of leader is that going to look like? Well, I call them leaders of hope. Right now, it seems like in the world system, okay, people are saying, well, we don't know what the future holds. Okay? And a lot of people have lost their hope. Well, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm. We have a sick society because we have no hope. Hope literally is vision. And vision is the catalyst for everything. We lack visionary leaders. It's very important we understand that we lack visionary leaders. Okay, that's the first kind that we need. If you think in, I believe it was 1774, that John Adams, great leader, okay, made a powerful decree. He says, someday I see a union of 13 states, a new nation, independent from the parliament and the king of England. And in just a few years, the United States of America was born. His vision was so powerful, was such a powerful force, that it made his dream a reality. At the core of leadership is the power of vision. So if without vision, a people perish, with vision, we prosper. So we need visionary leaders right now who are prophetic, who can see the future, track the future, um, paint the picture of the future. Vision is a picture of the future that creates passion within the people. We see very, and I, I, I hate to say this, but it's true in a lot of churches I go to, I've gone to a lot of churches that really are visionless. The only vision they have is for going to heaven. That's not a vision. They have no vision to change the planet. And so we need leaders in church. We need leaders in every sphere of society who are visionary leaders who who know how to paint the picture. They paint it loud. They paint it big. They're zealous. They're passionate. 
Um, you know, I tell all the leaders that I work with, as a leader, you must stay passionate, positive, and personal. Yes. Because vision and passion are inseparable. They're the big buy-in. You know, and, and so that's what we need. You, you know, God God is, I believe, presently raising up leaders that have vision. And we're going to be able to get at the helm of the ship and redirect where this nation is going to. You know, it's interesting that God has given us the giftedness, and we're all supposed to walk in that giftedness and that purpose and really seek his will in that, that he really has something that he wants to develop in us that is way beyond ourselves in the supernatural world if we live through the Holy Spirit because he's the one with the purpose and plan. So, number one, from what all you said, we have to put our yes on the table. We have to walk in obedience, and we got to not be afraid of the task and sometimes the crisis brings us to the point we don't have a choice. And then he really begins to work and actually develops and causes leaders to rise. And we start finding those things about ourselves. And they're such good treasures that then he uncovers in each leader to help them be able to lead more effectively. Here's, here's one of the problems that we have is... I say this, it's a principle, the greater the weight, the greater the glory, mm. okay? The greater the preparation, the greater the manifestation. We are not willing many times to go through the process as a emerging leader to allow the Holy Spirit to prepare us. That is one of the greatest frustrations uh, with someone who knows they have a destiny, mm. they have a prophetic word over their life, they know that this is my purpose, but there's delays. Delays are never are never denials. Delays are not denials, but setups for divine delights. Say that again. Many, Say that uh, again uh, for our listeners. Delays are not denials, but setups for divine delights. Frustration, Linda, is common among leaders who are awaiting their turn especially prophetic leaders, when you can see the future, but you're living in your present, and you're not living what that prophetic picture of your future is, it can become very frustrating. And you think about people like Churchill, Winston Churchill. He was called to leave, but he was delayed until crisis showed up. Um, Abraham Lincoln's leadership was delayed how many times? How many times mm. uh, did he lose, okay, at elections? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right? Uh, but until all hell broke loose. When crisis came, his leadership was required. David remained in obscurity in a wilderness until a giant showed up. Joseph remained in a penal institution until famine struck the land. I can go on. Gideon was in hiding until he Mm. was commissioned by an angel to prevail over the Midianites. I can talk about Jehoshaphat. I can go through and talk about Daniel. The list goes on. But my point here is, is that preparation is never wasted. I want to I talk to someone right now who's listening, because sometimes we want to get over the preparation. Preparation is the process, and preparation is never, ever, ever wasted. Boy, have I learned that in my life in, in leadership, <laughs> and um, uh, he's always working on the next best thing. And when I think over the years... Uh, having been in four different states, four different churches and stuff, he even knew which order to put them in. If I had come to New York first, I would have been a failure in what, because he hadn't prepared me. He needed to send me to Arizona, Ohio, to Florida, back to Ohio, and then New York. 
you're so right. The preparation is so important. And if we try to get ahead of him, uh, that doesn't work either, does it? <laughs> no, but this is, this is what I say. I tell people because I, I see so many people try to get there. All right. Yep. Um, I tell them, quit praying for things you're not ready for. Okay. Start praying that God will equip you and prepare you for when it comes. Everyone in the season, is, they're using a word called, it's been for the last five years, convergence. There's a convergence coming. There's a convergence. I, I tell people, will you please define that for me? <laughs> so my, my uh, definition of convergence is when preparation matches your purpose. This convergence releases your calling. It releases your purpose. So there has to be, your preparation has to match your purpose. When it does, that's convergence, and everything changes. And it usually shows up a crisis. Okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, crisis, I tell people this, crisis comes to make you look good. I mean, think about in Bible, okay, crisis comes, it made David look good, Esther look good, (laughs) it made Joseph look good. Um, crisis did not change David for the worst, but for the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, pressure, pressure and crisis do not determine our outcome. We do. We can't allow a pandemic to determine the outcome or to control our lives. Pressure is pressure, and it manifests in all different forms. Right now, we all just happen to have the same pressure, this COVID, all right? And whether it's pressure in your marriage, work, whether it's a child having a problem with algebra in school, it's pressure. But at the end of the day, what pressure does, it comes to announce that something is about to be birthed, like a woman in birth pain. Mm -hmm. A woman, before she's about to birth, before she's about to deliver the baby, what happens? She gets incredible pressure. I, I, I gave this prophetic word the Lord gave me last year in 2019. He told me 2020 would be the year the church would be in the birth canal, and we would experience great pressure. I had no idea how it would come. I didn't realize that COVID might be the means that even God would use. So God didn't create it. He can use it mm-hmm. to be able to to be able to birth this next season we're coming into. But this next season requires a new breed of leader. Hmm. I, you, your anointing on you and the wisdom that God has given to you is beyond human measure. As I've listened to you in, a, in several meetings, have I spent time with you? We've talked on the phone. This is genuine, anointed principles from Scripture that we as people must pay attention to if we're going to be used of God and be the leaders. And he gets to choose the leaders, but we have to cooperate. But we cannot stay the same and go with God. So in that kind of realm how important is the character of christianity demonstrated in the crisis that not only we're in now but we may be even facing in 2021 this next move is about character we have we we've lived in a world where we love the gifts of the spirit all right our world is filled with gifted leaders Mm. but it's rare to find leaders with character the greatest leaders will be the greatest followers who have developed character and that's what the preparation and process does it develops character character is a requirement for the coming moves of god i asked the lord this this is many years ago 
I said, I know there's a great glory coming. I know there's a great harvest coming. There's a move like we've never seen. I said, I said, Lord, what's that going to look like? And this is what the Spirit of God told me. He said, son, he said, this next move of glory is about character. Hmm. Which, which let me know this. I, I knew what that meant when he said it to me. Those that will participate and be used at the highest level will be those with the greatest character. And character is just, it's, it's Christ-likeness formed within the believer. I'm not saying we're perfect. Okay, he's not asking for perfection. Okay, God wants willingness, a character that's willing. The Bible says my people will be willing in the day of my power. That's what God wants. It's not about the most educated person. It's not about the person that has the greatest, you know, heredity, um, you know, the person that's the greatest orator. God's going to use in this day some of the most unique individuals who are just willing, that are willing to say yes and yield and Mm. submit as vessels of honor to the hand of the Lord. Mm. And God will move them and God will use them. And uh, just as you said that, I'm thinking, boy, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things in extraordinary ways. We see that all through the um, the Bible. We see that in how he's used people. And if you've been used out there as a listener, all of us have been called a purpose or um, what we're doing, how we are living in our homes and discipling our children or operating a business, and it, which um, humility, authenticity, integrity, really to... Um, do what is right when it's not popular to do things in the right way whether seen or not um to have that authenticity of being able to stand up and say when something's wrong to confront to know who you are in christ and the values that he's given you determines that character and that has to be what is demonstrated in crisis because that's what god honors Think about Moses, Linda. Moses was moved by his emotions, and he smites a rock that God told him not to. Mm, yes. So out of, out of anger, he smites the rock. God says, I want you to speak to the rock. The first time, smite the rock, water came out, right? This is in the wilderness. Then he tells him, from here on out, you will not smite it. You just speak to it. Just talk to the rock, right? And when you speak the rock, the water will flow. In his anger, he smites the rock. Okay, so he, he, he's operating out of character. He moves by emotions, not character. And he forfeited entering into the next season. He missed out the vision that he had for the people. Mm. I don't want to miss out on the next season. No. I want to make sure, I want to make sure that I'm submitting. And, and as I said, this is not about perfection. I've, I've always said this. God's going to use an imperfect people to bring about a perfect kingdom. Okay, I mean, if you look in the Bible, these are people with imperfections. I mean, we all have some idiosyncrasies, right? <laughs> God's still working on me. I, I haven't hung up all my hangups, you know. And he's still, and it's an ongoing lifetime process. You know, we never reach that place. We're always maturing and growing mm-hmm. and developing in our relationship with God and also with our character. With oh, that is so true. We are up against another wonderful commercial break just because of our endorsing sponsors, of which we couldn't be on the air without them. So we're going to take that short break and we'll be right back. And we will continue our conversation with Dr. Mark Kaufman. And um, this has been pretty interesting how God is developing leaders in a time of crisis. We'll be right back. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. 
I don't have to imagine that. Because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. What's holding you back? No matter your age or where you are in life, God wants you to move forward. In his latest book, Dr. David Jeremiah reveals how to find the presence and purpose of God in your future. And right now it's on sale for 40% off at Bender's Christian Store. Don't get stuck in your past failures or sins. Find joy in pursuing the next steps God has for you and move forward. Stop into Bender's Christian Store now with our newly expanded temporary hours from 1030 to 6. We're at 8550 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville, just a mile east of Transit Road. Or visit us on Facebook or give us a call at 716-633-5757. Helping you find balance in life. Here's today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, it's been a joy to have Dr. Mark Hoffman with us, uh, author, pastor, businessman, uh, has established Chamber of Commerce in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and done so many things in serving. And his heart and passion is to serve others, to mentor, build leaders, and uh, help them learn in a time of crisis what was is going on as leaders, whether you're in your home, whether you're in your church, whether you're in your business, because these principles that we're talking about, it, it's for operating your business and operating life, everyday life. And uh, Mark, I have another question because uh, I have more questions than probably we have time for, but uh, you were talking about um, just the biblical things and the disobedience of going ahead of God and not then fulfilling that vision and for the glory of God. So it really does pertain how we're, we're living and how does that affect us as leaders and how does that affect even the church's role in the crisis? Yeah, well, that's a really great question because we're presently at a time, like I said, that we are not, producing the right kind of leaders. Um, We need people who aspire to be a great person before they're a great leader. We've made people leaders before they're a great person. And what I mean by that, we need righteous leadership. We need godly leaders. We need men and women Mm. who are revelatory, prolific, energetic, inspiring, creative, fruitful, passionate, productive, cutting-edge, righteous. You know, and we we lack that so much. But, But that's what God is doing. And, and, you know, here's what we've last, in, in this last season, Linda, we, we made a real mistake, okay? Because we thought power was for us to be somebody. We can have a gift of prophecy, or we have this, and we can heal the sick, and those are wonderful things. But power is not given to us for us. Power is given to us to give away. 
I call it empowerment leadership. I believe the next level of leadership, we need leaders that will empower the next generation. That's interesting. To, yeah. That's interesting to me because um, power is not position either. No, not at all. We've we've made it that. In fact, literally, what I tell I teach my leaders that I work with, okay, is that you know we talk about being over people and being recovering, and I believe in that. But I believe that I'm more under my followers, lifting mm. them up into their destiny. Because if I'm over them, then I'm defining them. <laughs> they don't they don't want me to define them. They want God to. <laughs> they find their definition identity in him, not me. And that's then that very principle, if that's applied, you're not developing leaders, you're developing followers to follow you. Absolutely. And and then we have another problem and and and, and Linda, we have a problem with, with leaders not being with the right people. Leaders succeed in the right network. Gideon had his three hundred, David is four hundred, Jesus is seventy. Um, there was 400 men that left Saul's network to be a part of David's. When they were in Saul's network, what they were dysfunctional, in debt, discouraged. These were some really messed up men. I mean, uh, <clears throat> we would probably call them schizophrenic in our day. <laughs> but once they get with David, they got into the right network, okay, in the right group where their DNA matched, these guys become some of the greatest men in the Old Testament. These were mighty mm. men of valor. And so, you know, uh, you know, I want to be around leaders, okay, that are like-minded, and I want to be around people that help develop me, and I can develop them. Iron sharpens iron. Those are the kind of relationships that we should be developing. And I want to say this to leaders out there, too. If, 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 if you're the biggest chief in the room, you have a real problem because I want to make sure I'm around people that are doing more than me, know more than me, uh, have experienced mm -hmm. more than me, have more wisdom than me. Because if I'm the top, if I'm the top dog in the room, there's a problem. I'm not probably going to grow much beyond that until I surround myself with the right network of leaders. Well, one of the things, first things we learned in principles of church leadership is that your church will, no go, will never go any higher than the leadership ability of the person. It never will. Right, it, right. it never will. And, and, well, let me explain yeah. that. Here's, here's, here's a really good example of that, okay? The Bible said that the Hebrew boys were ten times more excellent, okay, than the Babylonian boys. God actually measured it. He said 10. He didn't say, if he said 10, there's going to be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So therefore, if you're a 5, I'm just saying, using this for an example, okay, a 5 is the leader, you can only bring people to become a 1, 2, 3, or 4. You can't take them beyond you. So therefore, leaders must always be growing and always be around people that can help them grow. You know, it's wonderful to lead leaders and help them develop at the same time. You need someone to help lead you and someone to help work with you. So there's that accountability and that humility enough to be in a position of servanthood leadership rather than, do I dare say it, dictatorship leadership? Oh, absolutely. What we do, we have tyrannical leadership. We have it in churches and business. It's all around. This is not tyrannical leadership that we are raising up. These really are, as I said, this is grace leadership, servant leadership. We're serving those that are following us mm. and, and, you know, those that we're raising up. And, and we're helping them be 
be part of the preparatory process to get them ready for what God is doing. And I think, you know, I'm going to go back to the preparation leader. I, I use a principle called the greenhouse effect. Greenhouses prepare for the next season. And what you're ready for normally will show up to you. Um, George Burns, he was 95 years old. He told his friend, he said, I want you to help me plan for my 100th birthday. And his friend said, George, he goes, sure, I'll be more than glad to, but don't you think you're being a little presumptuous? You're 95, you know, you're not 30 anymore, and this is five years away. And George Burns said this. He said, what you don't prepare for will never come to you. And he lived to be 100 and died right after that. He celebrated his birthday. So it shows you it's a strong principle. You know, we have greenhouses uh, that were filled with poinsettias six months ago. We didn't need them six months ago. But I promise you, it's December. We're selling them today. And so missed opportunities, I said all that to say this, missed opportunities are a direct result of an unprepared life. Mm -hmm. An unprepared life. And most people do not... um, know how to prepare themselves. That's why they need to be in the right network. That's why. Um, Because once you're prepared, think about this, okay? Elijah, Mm -hmm. in the time of drought, knew what to say. He had been prepared, okay? Joseph, Esther, Elijah, they knew what to do in crisis. They knew what they had. Joseph, he had a gift of dreams. Elisha had a gift of prophecy. David had a gift of courage. Elijah had a gift of miracles. Esther had a gift of discernment. Everyone has a gift. We need, we need people in our life that can help us to be able to define that gift and groom that gift. Because that gift will make room for you and bring you before great men and women. The problem is we don't have people. I, I, I had to go through the process, and I had a secular and I had a spiritual uh, uh, you know, two men in particular that helped really groom me. Long story short, I, you know, in my teenage years, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. Um, I was told by my homeroom teacher the last day of school in 12th grade, I was the least likely to succeed. That really stuck with me. And I realized when that I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's, that's not a very good report. Uh, that's not what I wanted to hear. And, so it got me really thinking. Well, it led me ultimately to the place where I realized that he was right, unless I made a change in my life, and I had to make the changes. And so I'm, I'm the most, and I am the most unlikely person, okay, the unlikely successor, okay, of anything that has ever happened in my life to be doing what I'm doing right now. It's all for the glory of God. But here's the one thing I did. I allowed the Holy Spirit to prepare mm. me. I allowed other people to participate in that preparation. I say it this way. It's kind of like the potter's wheel, okay? We're to be a vessel of honor. And so God, he takes us, he breaks our life, and he begins to refashion, reform us. And a potter has one hand on the inside of the vessel and one hand on the outside. There's two Mm -hmm. hands. The hand on the inside, you can't see. That's the Holy Spirit working in you, both to do and to will his good pleasure. The hand on the outside is fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that are doing the work of the ministry to develop each and every vessel into a vessel of honor. So we need both those hands in our life if we're going to be a vessel that God can fill. That is so wonderful to hear that. It is so wonderful. You're telling me we need to be developing leaders, not followers. We need to be at hand right now. The churches perhaps need to change how they're doing it. 
for the reason they're doing it and how they are equipping people for the future. And uh, we could listen. I could listen to you. Oh, my gosh. So many times. I can't write things down fast enough. Even when I've heard you speak and I've written notes, I've gone back. I've gotten CDs. You are a wealth of anointed wisdom and understanding to prepare people not only for today but for the future and that's why i want to say what your website is right now dr mark kaufman k-a-u-f-f-m-a-n dot org and you need to spend time looking at the ministries i know our christian um, business board here in the area that we're developing we're going to be using mark so many more times in affecting how to build leaders and to give hope and give understanding because this we are in a critical crisis and critical times calls for critical measures and that's why i wanted mark on the program and you're going to be hearing him in the future and after the um first of the year as well we're going to take another break and when we come back i want to ask two more questions of mark and it would be how do we overcome crisis And, of course, how is God using this current crisis? We'll be right back. I was under quite a bit of stress. I had pains in my head, my neck, my shoulder. I could not move my neck from one side to another. My hairdresser suggested that I go see Dr. Klafka. I was skeptical at first about going to see a chiropractor, but I was in so much pain that I said, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. By the end of the third week, I felt so much better. I was able to move my neck from side to side. The pains in my head were gone. The pains in my shoulders were gone. My lower back was not hurting me as much. I had a divine appointment with him. I do recommend him because he gives you his undivided attention, number one. He'll listen to what you have to say. He doesn't rush through his appointments with you, and his knowledge is is wonderful. To schedule your appointment with Dr. Klafka at Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic, call 434-3889. They're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport, or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. Zero Energy, digestive issues, pain, anxiety, inflammation, migraines, trouble sleeping, symptom after symptom, the list goes on and on, ailments that never end. You're tired of just managing your symptoms. You've had enough of medication being the only option. You need to seek the expert advice from the professionals at Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have a proprietary system to analyze underlying deficiencies and toxicities so they can restore your pathway to healing without medication or surgeries. They've seen every symptom and condition and have had great success in restoring patients' health. Get rid of the symptoms. Allow your body to heal and thrive with the help of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than than anyone has permitted you to believe. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes 
who knows what you're going through can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. Hey, we're in this life together. Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Pastor Mark, as we come back, we have about seven minutes before we get to the top of the hour. So how do we overcome crisis now? You've given some beautiful principles and a lot of us to to really ponder and think about. And maybe this uh, recording, you, when it comes up next week on my website, you want to refer this to your pastor as, as well and uh, hear it again. So, Mark, how do we overcome crisis how is he using us? What are we supposed well, to here's, do? That's, that's a phenomenal question. And the best way to say it is this, okay? The best way to overcome crisis is to understand revelation and what God does in crisis. Because if you understand what, how, how God operates and functions in crisis, okay, God is a God that changes not. So, so there's patterns for how God operates. And so you see that that that. God has a way of uncovering what's been hidden in us in crisis. It's kind of like what takes place with um, diamonds. When diamonds are formed, a diamond is just a piece of coal that handled stress exceptionally well. <laughs> and it, it, it happened because of volcanic eruption, shifting plates, pushing diamonds to the Earth's surface where they could be reached by man. Crisis will move resources to you. Crisis will take what's hidden in you and bring it to the surface. I find out who I am in crisis. I find out the, the gifts, the innate ability, what God has put in me. The Bible says God will give you treasures in darkness. So it's in dark times that you find out the treasures you are and the treasures you have. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll never know your potential without crisis. So if you embrace it as such, that crisis has come to make me look good. Because the, the truth of the matter is crisis moves innate potential and power to the surface within the believer. The gifts you have and the gift you are are always born in crisis. You know, crisis uncovers what's been hidden. If you think about 1 Corinthians 16, 9, it says, For a great and effectual door is open to me, Paul says, but there are many adversaries. There is crisis. I say it this way. Crisis is the hinges on the door of opportunity. Hmm. Crisis is the hinges on the door of opportunity. What crisis does, it'll bring the conquer out of you. Uncomfortable environments are the catalyst for creativity. <laughs> and I want to say this to someone to encourage them, if I may. Sure. As I really felt this just now, is there are people that are listening and can be struggling, okay, in a personal crisis. Just think about this. David, where, where he was out of sight, in private, incognito, he is, he's in the wilderness. And he's fighting lions and bears, okay? And they weren't even his sheep. They were his daddy's sheep. <laughs> he was taking care of someone else's flock. <clears throat> but he did not know God was preparing him, fine-tuning him and grooming him to fight giants in public. So I want to say something out there. Those right now, you might be struggling. You're only on the practice field. Get ready. God's going to shift you and bring you on the playing field. Wow. That's absolutely the truth. Truth spoken to us today, for sure. 
Wow. Mark, what are two things you'd like to tell in um, our listeners as uh, we continue in the rest of 2020 and going into 2021? Listen, be encouraged. <clears throat> We're only shifting seasons. Uh, I've had people ask me this question. They've said, is this the end of the world, you know, when this pandemic hit? I said, no, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the world that we know. Everything is changing, and God is using the crisis to shift. And he's about to make the church look good. He's about to cause the church to emerge. Let me say this real quickly here, is that the Bible says the kingdom of God is like leaven. Well, I don't know a lot about baking, but I know you put leaven in the dough. And, and though you can't see the leaven in the dough, the dough won't rise until you put it in the oven. You've got to put some heat on it. The only way God can raise his church and raise up leaders is to put some heat on us. He's mm. put his word in us. Now what he does is he puts the heat on us, and we're going to see the church begin to rise up. Watch 2021. It'll be the year that the church will begin to emerge, become lawless, mm. and become more influential than it's ever been. That is powerful stuff. And we've got to be the type of leaders seeking God and letting him have his way in each one of us. Yes, ma'am. The Bible says that, that, that we enter the kingdom through much tribulation. Tribulation is just a doorway in the greater realms of God's glory and his kingdom. So now's not a time to withdraw. Now's the time to press. Because what you're doing is you're just pushing the baby out. You're pushing the dream, the vision, the promise that God has given you. You're pushing it out and making it a reality. And that's why, and most of the time, when you have been doing life and ministry in the times that uh, it looks like the least likely to start a business or to expand, that's the exactly the right time that you go at it and use the crisis to, to do that very thing. I've watched you do that with how you're feeding people and some other things. I mean, we're talking to a pastor, an author, president of Royal Kingdom Academy. Uh, we're talking about... Um, your Kingdom Broadcasting Network Studios in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. You're the founder of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of Western PA. You're vice president, Kingdom of Christian University. You're an owner of gift shops, author of the Present Driven Leer Leader Series. You've got to go to this website, people, drmarkkaufman.org. Get copies of his books. Listen to his DVDs. He's He's just a man that has a humble heart serving, and his success is because he has been willing to give away for the glory of God to build the kingdom and to raise up leaders. Mark Hoffman, thank you for being on our program today. It's an honor. Thank you very much. Lord. And know that you are being prayed for, knowing that God is using you greatly, and we need to continue to learn from you. And that's why our listeners are going to hear more of you in the future and some of the things that we're doing with CBB. I really appreciate. I know you've had some heavy times that you've um, with uh, COVID in your church and with your mentor that it meant so much to you over the years. He's just gone to heaven. And um, so this has been a stressful time. It's been an emotional time. But to God's glory, thank you for taking the time to be on the air with me today's Living Hope. 
Thank you, Mark. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the church has left the building. As we all navigate the challenges of COVID, we as the church have the opportunity like never before to be the church, to reach out to help a hurting world. Hi, this is Rick from Benders, and Be the Church is one of our latest t-shirt designs from Wise Dyes. Available in blue tie-dye or solid gray and with Matthew 18:20 on the back, these shirts remind us to get out of our comfort zone and be the church that Jesus called us to be. Stop in now to check them out at Benders Christian Store. We're 8550 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville, just a mile east of Transit Road. Or visit us on Facebook or call us at 716-633-5757. Thank you for shopping local. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Saccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Looking for a natural way to get relief from your pain? Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Klafka from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic. My team and I offer a personalized approach to your body's needs. We have had great success in treating patients with plantar fasciitis, neuropathy, lockjaw, and disc herniations. We are your Western New York natural healthcare provider. Call 434-3889 to schedule your appointment. We're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport, or check us out online at WNY Total Body Wellness Walking with you through the trials of everyday life, it's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey Rob, it's really good to have you back on the program again, Absolute Truth and Prophecy Ministry, and boy do we have a lot to say again. It is, yeah, I'm I'm so glad you uh, give me this opportunity a couple times a month to do this, and I know this this time we had the extra week and that that was really nice. Well, and we have so many things because it's happening so fast. So I just want to really jump in to make sure we have enough time to share with um, our listeners. Now, what is the next thing that's happening? Okay, now I'm going to say this right off the right off the bat. This is a pre-recorded program, so so uh, things might might happen between the pre-record and yes, and the because Saturday this airing. is Tuesday, and we're going to air this Saturday. Uh, and it may change a little bit, but it is all new programming and information that we're. Oh bringing. yeah, and and you're not getting this anyplace else, or, yeah. or oh. very very <laughs> few places. Let's put it that way, very few places. Before we start, I want to just put a little context to this. What we are, what we are witnessing in all of this is a is a, a plot to rule the world, and I mean it really is. And and the U, the U.S. election fraud is is just a part of it. We're talking about this is the full onset of the of the new world order, the the great reset of corporate control, moving toward world government. I know it sounds like I should have my uh, tinfoil hat on when I'm, when I'm saying this, but it's it's true. It sounds scary, but this is absolutely the truth, and it's founded. Uh, yeah, yeah, and ab- evidenced. Absolutely, always researched and double checked. I mean, China is planning to go digital currency by uh, 2022. The United States, I'm I'm seeing information they're preparing to follow them. Uh, you got election fraud it, it is a coup against the United States that actually involves treason. That, that's the way this is being set up. 
treason. Uh, and because Iran and uh, China are, are behind all of this. But I want to put a, even a bigger perspective here. Psalm 22, 28, because we, we got to take a deep breath and understand that God's in control. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. So he's going to have the final decision. Daniel 4, 17, the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. So God's got this. Okay, let's start with the craziness. And it does seem crazy, but um, I am so glad you're taking the time to do the research and giving us some understanding and discernment of what's happening because it's really hard to keep up with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm try, I try and pull it from many, many sources, and mm -hmm. then, you know, it's like, okay, what, what's the most important uh, aspects of the story? Say right off the bat, I am not a prophet or the son of a prophet, but, you know, I, I do have my ear to the ground, and I follow the trends, and here's some of the stuff that we know. The overall is this election is not over. The real results are not in. And even uh, the electors vote on uh, the electoral college votes on, on December 14th. That is not the drop dead date either. I want to hear that again. That's not the drop it, dead date. It, it's not the drop dead date because Congress can overrule that on January 6th. They have to accept what the electors have. But also playing into that, the courts could overrule that. The, well, the Supreme Court could. Of course, the big question is, will the Supreme Court take the case? I believe that they will. But <laughs> well, I'm telling you, this is getting so exciting. It's like you want to keep up with it. It's like as the world turns, isn't it? But it's real stuff. Right. Absolutely real. And God is in this and he's not done yet. Exactly. Exactly. God is not done with this. This this is why as as Christians, we need to continue to pray for this election. You know, that the corruption be revealed and, and that justice be done. You know, and, and one of the reasons that, that it's not the drop-dead date, uh, what some observers are seeing is, is that they think that there could be arrests of a, a good deal of Congress by that date for participating in, in this treason. It's very interesting that the Office of Military Commissions cleared its calendar for December. The Office of Military Commissions is it, it's the military tribunals. So if Trump went the route of enacting the Insurrection Act, there would they would be tried militarily. Which he did. Well, he put it in place. place. He it, put it in place. Yes, he put it in place. And he now they cleared it. their calendars to take care of other business. Yes. Founded true research. It's accurate information. I, I mean, and it's, and it's, this is all big stuff. There are massive airlifts going into Ellis Air Force Base. Uh, they're, they're putting troops in place to deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. Uh, the director of national intelligence has to make a report by December 18th. His name is John Ratcliffe. He, he it needs to do a, a report about foreign interference in the elections. And so, okay, is he, how is he going to rule? We, we don't know, except when the, we do have some hints about what, how he feels about things. When the mainstream media was saying the, the Hunter Biden stuff was Russian disinformation, Rad, Radcliffe took to the airways to say that it was real. So we know, we know he believes, you know, he's not fooled by the mainstream, uh, excuse me, the mainstream media. And... If he talks about 
uh, foreign interference in the elections, he will be giving Trump the justification to invoke the national defense option versus foreign interference. And that would involve probably the Insurrection Act uh, going live. And he, Radcliffe also said he's not sure that Biden will become president. So we kind of know which way he's leaning. And then you've got the court cases. They're, they're, the court cases are proceeding. Uh, as just before we uh, went to tape here, Michigan uh, County, Antrim County, uh, was conducting a forensic audit of 22 Dominion machines. Uh, and they were imaging the driver drive source code. So they're looking into that. So we have that. And Ware County in Georgia got a hold of a machine. Uh, the, the Trump forces got a hold of a machine. And they, what they did is they fed the machine an equal number of Trump and Biden ballots. And then they asked the machine for the results. And it gave Biden a 26% lead, even though they fed in the same number of votes. But that had been pre-programmed in the computer software to come out that way. Yes. Each Trump vote only counted as 87% of a vote, and each Biden vote counted as 113% of a vote. That's how it was programmed. And that's proven. That is proven. Source code, the source codes were rigged. I mean, it's, all of this evidence is heading for the Supreme Court of the United States, heading to SCOTUS. And you can only, we can only guess, but I, I have to believe that when SCOTUS sees this evidence and uh, the rumored Gina Haspel and Dominion confessions, the Dominion executives, add a thousand plus affidavits, uh, the video of that gal in Georgia feeding the same ballots into the tabulator three times, uh, the military ballots that have been forged, uh, Trump ballots that were thrown out, and, and we've got evidence on all of this, a lot of it video evidence. And your previous, on our previous program, you said that Gina had been arrested, and she's been confronted, she's been charged, and she is talking. That's, that from, I got that from about four or five sources, yes. Okay, so we know that this is now more truth pouring out. Absolutely, and then you have the, the scorecard software, which, which also uh, manipulates ballots. You have the big ballot drop in Michigan, you have more mail ballots counted than returned in Pennsylvania by it was something like 600,000 or 800,000. And, you know, one of the possibilities is that SCOTUS could turn this over to Congress and that the House of Representatives would vote on it. But the House of Representatives, in that case, according to the Constitution, has to vote one. Each state gets an equal vote. So the Republicans control, I believe, 31 states. The Democrats can control the rest. And that that would be a win for Trump. I have to think about this a little bit. I mean, this is moving so fast. We have to really think about what you're saying. And I want you to know these um, programs go up on my website. Um, like last Saturday will be up uh, always by one o'clock on Tuesday. So just know that you can hear this again on Tuesday. But things, no wonder they've taken the uh, instruction and they're diverting air traffic they see what's coming. They have to be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. There, you, there was open source information about flights going to uh, Guantanamo Bay and, and uh, how, many, how many flights picked up there, and they are expanding the prisoner capacity of uh, Guantanamo Bay right now. <laughs> so I have, I have, wow, I have a question 
what should and could we see now from all of this? Oh, my gosh, it just goes on and on. This is so intriguing to me. It's intriguing to me as, as, as it unfolds here. Uh, I think you will, you're going to see the Supreme Court rule for Trump, and I, I think that's going to set off an uprising. Uh, just a crazy uprising. But there's been the deployment of American troops. And in fact, Trump is trying to bring home more troops now. And, and as, he, as he's trying to bring more troops home, Congress is act, the Democrats in Congress are pushing against it. You know, they don't want more troops in the United States. Uh, so that would explain the military tribunal courts mm-hmm. having, having the, the troops in place. That explains the Gitmo traffic. Uh, there is some talk, and this, this is from Mike Adams, and I, this is not confirmed, but that Biden may be seeking a pardon. That there's like a, a, a negotiation going on because maybe, you know, again, I'm not verifying this, but that, that is some of the talk out there and, and that he would concede in return for a pardon. Well, here, here, here's an interesting thing, because um, if this is all true, hmm, the Democrats know they're guilty. Oh, they know they're guilty. They know they're guilty. So (laughs) they know this is starting to see and starting to change, and there's going to be another view. Now, the the mainstream media is actually doing a disservice to the American public by hiding all this, because if the Supreme Court does do the radical thing and rule correctly on this, on on the evidence, based upon the evidence, the country's going to go crazy. Not the country, but the left is going to go crazy. So the things that we have seen them now stop as far as the riots and racism and all this oh, banter the, that's going on that's now seems to be so quiet is going to come out in um, more than we've ever seen before. Oh, yeah, much more. It, it, it's it, going to be... An attempt to overthrow the government, I think. Very interesting. So we really need to know the total bigger picture here, too, because it's not just the United States, right? No, this is this is worldwide. This is new world order stuff. The the American election is just uh, one one tool in this. Uh, we're going to need to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to have to keep okay. rolling. And um, boy, this is uh, we're going to get right back because we're going to step aside for our endorsing sponsors. And don't you dare go away because you're going to want to hear more. Healthcare, we all need it, but who you choose to help you take care of your health can make all the difference in the world. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have an approach that may be different and better than what you're used to. They promote preventive care and reversal of the disease process. Because God created our bodies in a perfect way, we're all designed to heal, not just be absent of symptoms, to truly heal. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, their focus is your total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They want to help restore your God-given abilities to heal and thrive without medication or surgery. It's time to choose Synergy Nutrition and Wellness as part of your health care. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. 
In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit faith based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. Welcome to 600 River Road Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn each Saturday. Rob Palazunski, Absolute Truth and Prophecy Ministry, is on the program, and we are really unfolding some good information, some up-to-date information as this taping, and globally known and how it affects every part of us from the bottom up to the top down in our nation, our homes, our life, and our political stance of what's happening in the U.S. Tell us more, Rob. Amen. Okay, you asked about the bigger picture. Well, yes. I'm going to try and give some information that sort of seems to sort of tie it together here. Back in uh, 2014, probably, it was discovered in June of 2015, China hacked the information from the Office of Personnel Management, uh, they got the in personal information of 22 million uh, servicemen, government workers, intimate details on almost all the U.S. military personnel and government officials. This was to serve as their blackmail tools. And so then they began to use that to exert pressure and, and using kind of the carrot and stick approach where they would threaten to reveal certain information, but they would also bribe them with oh, you can have a kickback if if you use this chinese company if you know so so they were putting this kind of stuff together here and they compromised so many uh, government officials um mike adams of natural news connected a lot of these dots it was very interesting because he he just connected the dots that i had seen in other places so how who is doing this and what um Tell me a little, just a little bit more detail, if you can, behind that. Who is actually doing that, and how are they discovering this from your research? Well, what the Chinese were using, they were using actually students and, and other people that they had put in place in, in this country to approach uh, the targeted individuals, and they would threaten them with extortion and offering financial in incentives for cooperation. So, you know, it, 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 they were Money talks, so we are talking just pure blackmail here. Absolutely. They'll turn in their country to get for money. So they, they began to exert some pretty strong control over some very key personnel in, for instance, the Department of Defense, the FBI, uh, the Department of Justice. And we know so many of those people have sold out. I mean, that's the deep state. 
and the deep state is wed to the New World Order, and China is a tool of the New World Order. And, And one example of this is that the governor and secretary of state in Georgia are examples of compromised personnel. They're connected to Dominion, uh, the Dominion Company, and, and that produces the uh, voting machines that can be corrupted and, and were you and were corrupted in, in the case of this election. Now they've begun to also threaten the family, for instance, of the GOP Senate candidates. Uh, and I'm not sure that this is a deep state warning, but the uh, a senator's aide in Georgia in that runoff election was killed in a fiery car crash on December 6th. And that senator was hmm. a Republican senatorial candidate, Kelly Loeffler. And so deep state warning, perhaps, you know. Next step here. So now they, they compromise the personnel. They're, you know, targeting them. And then they build this coronavirus. You move to the next point, China releases the coronavirus in 2019 and they know that it's going to spread to the United States and that it will have a de- devastating impact on our economy. And then if you remember back uh, at the beginning of the, of the COVID thing, China, well, the WHO, not the rock band, the World Health Organization, <laughs> the WHO was, putting pre- or was trying to keep America from closing down the flights from China, and it took Trump to stand uh, up yes, to them, yes. but China was putting them up to that because China pretty much has, has the World Health Organization in its pockets. The next thing, so now that it's too dangerous to go vote, so the Democrats began demanding write-in ballots, and, it, it, and we knew right off the bat that that was going to be an attempt to steal the election, we, mm-hmm. and we saw a lot of fraud come through that. Um, and through this mechanism, they were actually able to pull off widespread election fraud because they wanted to make Biden president. Why? Because he was vulnerable. He's a national security risk. He was declared a national security risk because of the Hunter laptop and what's on there and the connections there because what was on Hunter's laptop not only implicated Hunter, it implicated Joe Biden to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. So we had to protect the situation by promoting Biden to be president so he can save himself and Hunter from the laptop investigation. And China would have control of our government, basically. And and that would have tied our our evidence back to China again, which they would have been caught red-handed. Yeah. You don't hear about even the laptop. No, the laptop went away. It went away. It just disappeared. If Trump is successful, I believe you will hear about the laptop. And, and that's, that's all I can say. If he's not successful, that's, that's a story that will just fly away, you know, never to be seen again. Now, Mike Adams believes that China knows that Trump is going to resist the coup and would even use the military to, to defend the republic, which he's putting troops in place. So that is, you know, that's true. So then his theory is that they devise a second plan to compromise the... Um, key personnel at the Department of Defense through Operation Warp Speed because the vaccine is known to be unsafe. 
t- can you tell us more about Operation Warp Speed? I've I've seen that in on Facebook posts. I've seen that in things that I've read. That that was the rollout of the, the of, of the, the vaccine, the, the, the very rapid so rollout. So they're trying to do this really fast. They're trying to get this into hands. We saw figures today, how many and how soon by the end of December or even, and how it won't be enough. But we're going to do this, and that it's in two installments. It's going to be you have to take uh, the vaccination. Yeah, um, and in two separate. Yeah, I don't know, thirty days apart or some sixty days apart. I would, I'm not sure. And of that. we're all afraid to take it. And and in the tests, anyone who has taken the, the high dose vaccine, a hundred percent of them had ill effects afterward, complications, a hundred percent. I mean, it's uh, and sterility in women, you know, was another effect that is being found in, in some of the testing here. So China is pushing this vaccine. And Pfizer, one of the companies, is, is actually chosen because that mRNA vaccine platform causes the body to turn kind of into a biological weapon against itself. And like I said, there were 100% bad reaction to the vaccine in high doses. So the, the Chinese plan, I mean, it, it, it sounds crazy, but it, it makes sense when you, when you connect the dots. <sighs> One of the first groups to get it are going to be U.S. troops. And the theory would oh, be no. that that would injure our response. That, that the troops would be weakened by injuries, hospitalization, maybe even some deaths. I heard it would be first responders in our medical society and it would be the elderly. That, that too. That, that too. But they're aiming and, and they are aiming at specific groups within the troops. And that is our submarine crews, and our cybersecurity, which includes the Kraken, the 305th Military Battalion I mentioned last time, yes. that, is, that is developing all of this uh, election and fraud information. I mean, th- this is amazing. Now, at the same time, China is running big tech and controlling the censorship algorithms that, that, that silence anybody on, on, on the right, anybody who is a patriot. So, I mean, they're tied into all of this. You familiar with the work of Robert Kennedy Jr. by any chance? Oh, yes. I just posted something on my Facebook about what That's he just right. Heard. I, I, yes. I did yes. see it. Yeah. Yes, okay. about what he, his thoughts of the vaccination and what, what's happening. Yeah, he talked about how the, this so-called RNA vaccine of the latest generation, they intervene directly in the genetic material of the patient, and therefore, I'm quoting here, alter his individual genetic material which represents genetic manipulation. And, and he says this, and it, that you will no longer be able to treat the symptoms of the vaccine. You will have to live with the consequences because you will no longer be able to be cured simply by removing toxins from the human body. No therapist will be able to help you. Now, I have to ask a question. Is Trump aware of all this? That I don't know. I, I, but Trump has said that he will not make the, the vaccine mandatory. And I believe that from what I've seen that the troops are in place in order to handle the left. Okay, as we are um, coming close to finishing this half hour and you've given us so much information and statistics and things that you have founded, researched, and you believe is true for our listeners out there as believers. Where do we go with this information and what are we to do? I think understanding that we are at war with the new world order. You know, the election, the COVID, the vaccines, the lockdowns, the great reset, uh, 
It's going to reset our economy. All of that is part of uh, the New World Order agenda. We are essentially already at war with China. I mean, they, they've, yes. they're, they're acting. Uh, it's, it's not a shooting war yet, though. It certainly could be. They're, they're gearing up against t- Taiwan right now. Well, and we also know that there are military troops from China in Canada. We have said that yes. several months ago. Yes, there, there absolutely are. And I believe that there are Chinese military in this country, too. Okay. And I don't have time to break that down. That's no, an, we that's have an, that's <laughs> another program. But <laughs> our hope is in Jesus Christ, absolutely. and he knows what he's doing. A- absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I know that we've quoted this scripture once before, but it's, it's one of my favorites. Psalm 2. Mm. You know, when, when we look at all of this, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And just stop there for a second. That's a conspiracy. We're talking conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The kings are coming together and they're, and they're counseling against the Lord. And they say, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Talking about God, the Trinity. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. And then I'm going to jump to the New Living Translation for, for the finish of it. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on my holy mountain. Mm. And that is King Jesus. And praise God. And that's what we're going to stand on. And that's why we can live above our circumstances. And that's why we have hope for today. Listeners, you got to go to atpministry.com. Rob Palazunski, sign up for that newsletter and know that he's on twice a month, the second and fourth Saturdays of each month. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Linda. It's always intriguing. I can't wait to see what happens next. Me too. As we pray, continue to pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Rob. I was under quite a bit of stress. I had pains in my head, my neck, my shoulder. I could not move my neck from one side to another. My hairdresser suggested that I go see Dr. Klafka. I was skeptical at first about going to see a chiropractor, but I was in so much pain that I said, I'm going to give it a try. By the end of the third week, I felt so much better. I was able to move my neck from side to side. The pains in my head were gone. The pains in my shoulders were gone. My lower back was not hurting me as much. I had a divine appointment with him. I do recommend him because he gives you his undivided attention, number one. He'll listen to what you have to say. He doesn't rush through his appointments with you, and his knowledge is is wonderful. To schedule your appointment with Dr. Klafka at Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic, call 434-3889. They're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport, or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. The new reusable faith masks are finally in at Bender's Christian Store. So now you can display your faith while covering your face. Uh, did you say face or faith? That's correct. I'm sorry, but he's asking if it's F-A-I-T-H or F-A-C-E. You are correct, sir. Display my faith through the mask on my face? Yes, while covering your face, you can still display your faith. Uh, uh, faith? Face. Man, super! So stop in at Bender's Christian Store for the new faith-filled face mask designs and extend in temporary hours from 1030 to 6. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. 
to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny empowering you to minister to your world. Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, you know I love it every time that uh, Dominic Zaccarelli is on our program from Total Breakthrough. And we have a topic today that I think is going to be very interesting to you because I think it's going to be where you find yourself. We certainly have found ourselves there today <laughs> with a little bit of scheduling and things. And our what we want to talk about today is under the circumstances. And it has a little tagline, when we are under the circumstances, whatever you focus on grows. Isn't that true, Dominic? Well, yes, that's, um, we did have an exciting morning this morning. Uh, I think you got here in 10 minutes. It should have been a half hour ride, but it was, um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for picking me up. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about under the circumstances, and yes, whatever you do focus on does grow in your life, and uh, so I'm excited to get started with this uh, with this topic, you know. And so d did you, um, you wanted me to read a scripture, is that how you would like to begin? Uh, no, well, okay. we're going to actually, um, I'll actually uh, share up front a little, and then I'm okay. going to definitely have you read some uh, scriptures and maybe some of the questions, but yeah, I mean... You know, in life, we hear the term under the circumstances sometimes. And I was thinking about that and I go, you know, so many times somebody go, well, under the circumstances, I'm, I'm doing pretty well or under the circumstances, you know, I'm sure you understand why I feel so hopeless. And, you know, so and, and there's reasons, you know, right now why people, you know, do feel under the circumstances, you know, especially coming with the holidays and with COVID and the election and all this stuff people feel, um, you know, overwhelmed and, and there's reason sometimes uh, to feel that way, but we don't have to stay there. You know, people with, you know, with um, like finances, right? There's businesses that have closed, people have lost their jobs, uh, family, families are home, you know, kids are out home with school. They have to juggle their, you know, their job at home. Maybe there's a mom working. I know my my sister works out of her house, plus she's got a, a child that's got Down syndrome. I have another friend that's, you know, uh, has a child that has autism. So people are juggling a family. They're not taking vacations. And then you go to, you know, your fitness, right? I mean, you can't get to a gym. You can't stay healthy. You're you're trying to get your energy level up. You know, you can't even get to the doctor sometime. And then, you know, we have our faith where, you know, worship has been limited and we're not going to our Bible studies, or even have church events, which are encouraging and uplifting. So, yes, um, you could feel under the circumstances, but today is how we go from under the circumstances, right, to taking authority over them. Oh, that's wonderful <laughs> news. And that's, you know what, that's powerful. How can we take authority over our circumstances and be a Christian? It's got to include scripture and having some answers to some good questions to help us stay there, right? Yes, exactly. So I know you have a couple of questions there. Maybe we will be answering those as we 
we go along if you want to read the questions, the first three questions. Sure. Do you ever feel like you're under the circumstances? Do you feel overwhelmed or hopeless? When you feel like you're drowning because of your circumstances, what is the first response? And then our other question, when others call you about their circumstances, what is your first response? Wow, those are pretty interesting <laughs> questions there, Dominic. Well, exactly. And I, as we, uh, you know, um, you're probably wondering, why is Linda reading my, the questions, right? Well, I, uh, I'm totally blind. I'm sure some of you know that if you've been listening to the show over time. So I'm going to have Linda. Uh, she's going to read um, actually uh, a scripture. It's actually a story of Jesus walking on water. And um, we're actually going to start this, I think, on um, in Matthew. We'll start on, uh, was it 14, Matthew 14? Maybe uh, verse, we'll start with 24. Four or maybe twenty-five. Where's where? Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go just a couple before that, so they get the full picture. If you don't mind, this okay. is Matthew fourteen, twenty-two through thirty-three. Jesus walks on the water. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Why don't we, I'm gonna, I was just going to, I'll stop right there for a okay. second. Because I, as we're going through this, I'm going to, there's so many awesome points there. Well, number one is that, you know, I was going to hold this for the end, but it's great that you brought it up front. Because number one is, you know, Jesus, um, you know, sent the, um, disciples out uh, right on the boat and he what he did is he went to pray and you know the great thing about Jesus Jesus went to the father he he gave us a great example of what we should do all the time he never did anything without the father and you know either should we right and so mm-hmm. hopefully the disciples which you wonder by this story if they actually you know they've been following <laughs> Jesus all this time if they if they actually prayed before they went um uh, offshore because Jesus was actually preparing himself, which was about to happen. So you can continue. Okay. Well, we have him walking on the water. Now, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They thought, it's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, hey, take courage. It is I. Yeah, yeah. And here, what's great about that too is you think about this. Like, they were they had been with Jesus, you know, and they. And sometimes in life, what happens is you know we there's something that happens in life. Like they didn't recognize it was Jesus. They thought it was a ghost. And sometimes whatever that means to you, but sometimes in our life that suddenly fear arises. You know, f- suddenly mm. you know we we get to a point where it's something that. Something we're not prepared for. So, and even, uh, you know, if you look at, um, you know, in, in a lot of stories, I mean, that's our first reaction sometimes is what they did. They went into fear, right? They went into, they, they took a step back. And I think, uh, you know, even um, David, when he first saw Goliath, took a step back in fear. It said all Israel ran. He, he ran like everybody else did. So I think that was the first reaction. But if then all of a sudden, you know, if, if they focus and, and, and continue and I'll, I'll continue but you know what the, that that brought a thought to me too because sometimes when we are under our circumstances and we lose our focus on God their fear crowded it 
so much that they could not see. So they were so fearful that they couldn't even see God in the picture at the time. And they did think it was a ghost. That's pretty amazing. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. we've even, done that. We've turned, you know, yeah, been yeah. so fearful. No, that's that's awesome because what really what you really think about is that, you know, Jesus is always with us. So even even if we think we see a ghost, you know what I mean? Even or, if w- whatever it is, yeah. it doesn't matter because Jesus is always with us. Our first response is to get our focus back on Jesus and uh you know, our faith will dissipate the fear, but you know yeah. what was really interesting because in the scripture as I'm reading one, the version that you have written down for us to talk about, it says, But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Yeah, and that's great because well <laughs> the great thing about it is that yeah, if we if we listen to that, you know, that 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 quiet voice mm. jesus is is all in our fear he's always letting us know that he is there because he wants to get us from under the circumstances you know back to you know focusing on you know his his him actually just just get focused because when we're focused on him everything's gonna everything will be okay so now um it's great because you just said jesus um Peter says, well, if that's you, then tell me to come. And Jesus says, come. And I think that's amazing because if you think of Peter, you know, well, Peter was with, you know, Jesus all that time. So he probably saw the signs, right, wonders and miracles. And he saw Jesus healing and delivering and raising people probably from the dead and just delivering evil, you know, people that had demonic spirits and stuff. So when he's probably, well, if Jesus said to come, you know, could see Peter. So Peter starts. Peter starts to walk on, he gets, on he, water, and he has to then determine when when Jesus invited him, come. Peter got out of the boat. The scripture says, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out yeah, again. Well, yeah, we're going to hold off on that one. Okay, because there's so okay. much in here. So the, the great thing is that, well, first of all, when Jesus tells you to come, yes, you come, even if it means walking on water, because whatever Jesus tells you to do, you're going to be able to do. And sometimes in life, you know, um, once we get out of our overwhelmed modes and everything and we start listening to Jesus and, and he tells us to come and we're moving in a direction, we might say, well, how could I do that? How could I do that? And I think there's so many biblical stories we can get to on that. But there were so many people that questioned their own ability to do great things in the mm. Bible. And sometimes we do the same thing. But I'm going to encourage you that when you hear that voice and Jesus says, come, start walking on it. Because when, when it's all said and done and when you complete and have that victory, you'll let everybody know that obviously it wasn't me. And it, you know, when he invites you to come, that means he can do everything for you. So even though Peter got fearful again and cried out, Lord, save me. Who was there immediately again? Jesus. Yes. No. So here, here's the key. This because we're talking about under the circumstances, right? Right. And you're so right. And that's what we really need to do. But here's so many times. Don't we do the same thing? Peter took his eyes off Jesus, and mm. we do that in life all the time because these circumstances. And for him, it happened to be the wind, the storm that was 
So he, he's looking at Jesus. He's walking toward Jesus. So focus yourself like you're, you're looking at Jesus. You're walking on water. And all of a sudden, the storm hits. But isn't that what the devil does? See, his scheme uh. is always once... I, see, Jesus' goal is to get us to focus on him. The devil's goal is to get us to focus on the storm. So now the storm arises, gets Peter to look at the storm, or you could say the circumstances, and now... Peter is under the circumstances, and isn't this what happens to us? And here's what to be mm. careful of. Once we're under the circumstances for that time, you know, let's not call other people and start talking about the circumstances. Because as you're talking about the circumstances, what may happen if you're not talking to the right people, they'll start to agree with your circumstances, or they'll start talking about their circumstances, and before you know it, they're repeating your circumstances, and before you know, we got a lot of people now that are under the circumstances. Under the circumstances. <laughs> this is a good time for us to take that break because I know we have a lot more to say because we don't have to be under the circumstances. Hey, I, Dominic, this is so appropriate for this time of year, for this weekend, going into our Christmas holidays and how people are feeling. We're going to take that short break. Don't you dare go away. There's more to say on how to live above your circumstances circumstances certainly not under them we'll be right back zero energy digestive issues pain anxiety inflammation migraines trouble sleeping symptom after symptom the list goes on and on ailments that never end you're tired of just managing your symptoms you've had enough of medication being the only option you need to seek the expert advice from the professionals at synergy nutrition and wellness at synergy nutrition and wellness they have a proprietary system to analyze underlying deficiencies and and toxicities so they can restore your pathway to healing without medication or surgeries. They've seen every symptom and condition and have had great success in restoring patients' health. Get rid of the symptoms. Allow your body to heal and thrive with the help of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, energy, nutrition, and wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes, who knows what you're going through, can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. Feel like you're over your head with everyday life? You've come to the right place. It's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. 
Well, Dominic, we're back from our break, and this is such an exciting topic to me. Under the circumstances and the authority that God has given us, to love above the circumstances. And we're spending some time really looking at Matthew 14, 22 through 33, about Jesus walks on the water and the people in the boat being totally afraid. <laughs> and Peter said, come. And then he got discouraged and he started to sink. So he called upon Jesus again. Isn't that what we can do as well? Well, this is amazing. It's, you know, so we need to do exactly, instead of focusing on the circumstances, what Peter did was one of those you know, one of the shortest prayers ever because prayer is a conversation with God. So what he does is he, he quickly, you know, he quickly, instead of keeps focusing on the circumstances, he knows, he turns to Jesus because he's been with Jesus and he knows, you know, he's seen Jesus, what Jesus could do. He turns to Jesus and says, save me. And sometimes we need to, when we're looking at the, we just need to yell out to Jesus and, and say, save me. And, and sometimes we have to ask ourselves, why does it take us so long to get from focusing on the circumstances to yell out, save me. And well, Peter did. And as you, if you, you know, as the next scriptures show exactly what, what uh, Jesus did. Well, so it says, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him. And he said, you of little faith, he said, why <laughs> did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Right, and that's really the goal is to get everybody to say, Truly, you are the Son of God. But So what Jesus does is he actually, once Peter says, Save me, and we could be assured that when, when we cry out to Jesus, he'll do the same thing for us. You know, we may feel like we're under the circumstances right now, but sometimes those circumstances got such a hold on us that we we're so overwhelmed that we forget what we need to do and say, save me. And the thing is that when you say, save me, Jesus will lift you out of the water or in the, in your case, from under the circumstances, Peter was under the water, right? From under the water, under the circumstances onto the boat. And not only will he save you, but he'll give peace in the middle of your storm, which is so amazing. Isn't that what we all want? We just want. Oh, peace. It, it is. And I know that's, so many of us are looking for that now because of the oppression or depression or um, some of the things in the unknown, no matter where it was in your personal life or even in what's happening in our world. Along with when he gave the invitation to come, I, I would like to insert a question. Why is it so hard to give our lives over totally to Jesus when he knows what's best, how to do it, and he can be? our power, provision, and protection. What is it about us? I, it, it's a question that we all have to relate to because it's hard for us to submit our wills to the Lordship of Christ to know that he has it all under control for our good. Yeah, no doubt. And, and the thing is that the, the key is I really believe that the world, which we don't live in once we make a decision to follow Jesus, we live in the kingdom, but the world every day from mm. all different places is throwing, you know, all sorts of things at us that are negative, 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 the news, you know, everything, the internet, everything, people talking, and you're, we're just surrounded by so much or so many people now because so many people are under the circumstances that sometimes you're thinking, oh, my gosh, and you, you totally, you know, the devil's got you so distracted, but that's what today's about. Today's a reminder. Don't let the circumstances grab you that as soon as you can say, 
save me. I can, you know, I'll, I'll just share a little right now and just two thoughts that are coming to my mind. One is make sure you're not someone in someone else's life when they call you about their circumstances. What we need to do is point them back to Jesus. The greatest thing we can do is when somebody calls you about their issue, we can ask them, could I pray for you? Or, or at least point them back to Jesus. You know, it depends on where they are in their spiritual walk. Point them back to Scripture. Point them back. Just recommend that they spend some time with the Lord, number one. The second thing is I'll share with you is what happened um, in my own story. My wife, um, some of you know this. I mean, I've, I've shared it a bunch of times. But, you know, when I had my heart attack and I had 23 minutes with no heartbeat, uh, they, my, they told my wife that I would be brain dead or dead by the morning. Now, my wife, think about that. She... Now, talk about circumstances. She probably started to sink like Peter. But what she did is she ended up grabbing my phone and started a prayer chain, which was pointing back to Jesus. And then she had all these people from, I mean, there were thousands of people praying for me. And they were all pointing my situation, you know, back to Jesus. So she went from probably being totally under the circumstances and she knew I was under the circumstances. And then, so prayer, what happened with prayer is that Jesus went and he grabbed me from my, under my circumstances when they said I'd be brain dead or dead. I came through it and then I woke up and then I was, I could have talked about being under the circumstances. I had a lot to talk about because I'm here, you know, just trying to stay alive here and all the things that the doctors were telling me about all the functions of my body and I started to praise and worship the Lord. I went back to focus on Jesus. And mm. now what he did for me is he pulled me again, pulled me out of the water. He gave me peace in the storm. Mm. Though I was blind, he gave me peace. And then he gave me a vision for the future. So God not only, he doesn't just want to save you from your circumstances. And, and give you a peace. He wants to use that peace so you can focus on your ministry or, or wherever you are in life, whatever you know you believe the Lord has you doing, so you can move forward to expand um, the kingdom. If we live totally on a continual basis under our circumstances, it will destroy us. Exactly. Because our choices, like when we... Um, the men in the boat, the disciples that were in the boat, got so fearful, they thought they saw a ghost. We get distorted thinking we don't think God is there, and we think we got to take everything in control of our own life, and we got to make decisions. And we're not capable of making the right decisions in the time of our circumstances without Jesus guiding us through that Holy Spirit. And all he has said or asked of these disciples is just come. Exactly. And, and, and you, you know, know what? It's not that difficult just to come, is it? No. And we have to have understanding, you know, as children of God, you know, uh. we do have we we do have these the privilege of going right to Jesus. And we have, you know, Jesus, I always look in my life that Jesus became the he is the Prince of Peace. And he he did in this story. He shows his peace. And he also gave me peace in my story when I was in the middle of my storm. And, and another thing, you know, and, and he also is the God of love. You know, we want to feel that love. But he mm. gives us the Holy Spirit to endure whatever comes our way. Um, mm. One of the things about the storm, too, is that uh, as, I, as I look at my storm and I look at Peter's storm, and, and if you're going, whatever storm you're going through, remember, sometimes God will use the storm for exactly, he, he, he might not create the storm, but he'll use the storm for one big, big reason, to get you to go to him and say, save me. So you understand, so you will start, 
relying on him? Were you still understanding that you can trust and have confidence in him, that you could understand that he's got your best interest? So when you go to him and you cry out to him, you could you you just have the assurance knowing that God's got your back, that whatever you're going through, believe me, he wants you to get through it just as bad as you do. But he'll he may use the very thing that you hate to get you in a position to go forward in your life. And that's the storm you know, uh, sometimes. You know. Wow. Such good, <laughs> such good wisdom here through the scriptures, Dominic, such good understanding. How many times have we read this in our Bible and just kind of looked at it and said, well, that was really great. He guided them. It was a miracle. He walked on the water when he was afraid, blah, blah, blah. But now you're talking about real life. You're talking about times that we are sinking under the circumstances. And from this scripture, you're telling us there's hope. There's authority over our circumstances through Jesus. In the next, um, we have about, let's see, four and a half minutes hmm. from your own life. Dominic, and from this great um, message that you have shared with us today, give us one to three things of what you have found out when you have cried out and God has asked you to come and you went. What did he show you? Well, I was I was thinking about, you know, some of the things just in conclusion, too. But one of the things he showed me, I think I I need to make sure that um, you know, that I point everybody to Jesus because mm. a, the thing that you don't want to be is that when people call you, you, you know, a lot of times what you'd like to do is like, you know, f- you know, you know, they, some of them want you just to talk about their circumstances. But the thing you got to do is make sure that you're pointing people right away back to Jesus because there's nothing I can do to agree with their circumstances. Now I might, you know, you might want to, yeah, obviously, got to let them vent and everything like that, and but don't agree with it. Don't don't let them stay in their circumstances because you don't want to be part of the destruction. I also learned that life and death is you know, life and death and the power of the tongue. Like you know, you are either speaking life or you're speaking death. Mm. So people, when you're speaking yourself, your circumstances. Remember, you're actually when you're speaking your circumstances, you're actually helping yourself sink. And when other, if I, I don't want to be part of that, I don't want to agree with that those circumstances because I don't want to help you drown. So some of the things, you know, we got to is, is avoid. Also, if you're out there, avoid people. And sometimes it's very difficult because this might be your family, might be the people you're around. You know, avoid people that always want to talk about their circumstances. Make sure you surround yourself besides the fact that you get into your Bible and you get into the word. Surround yourself with people. Uh, or or make sure you have a list of people that when you're going through something that does become overwhelming and and believe me sometimes it happens to all of us that we can call you can call that list of people and you know that they will pray with you or they will actually point you right back to Jesus you know cuz we we need to get back to him right away because if not you know it's either we're going to we're going to point to Jesus or the devil's going to sidetrack us with some more circumstances right mm, so. for sure for sure hey if you're not familiar maybe you've listened to this program for the first time Dominic Zaccarelli has a beautiful ministry called Total Breakthrough and you can go on the website he is a prayer warrior he does outreach events but most importantly he engages people in discipleship and in prayer and he has prayer warriors that will take your prayer requests pray with you and it will go out to many, many people that your concern, your care 
for prayer through because of your circumstances. There are a group of people that he just talked about. He has a whole ministry, TotalBreakthrough.com. And we're so glad that I'm so, I feel very privileged that we have him on today's Living Hope twice a month, the second and the fourth uh, Saturdays of the month. And that to uplift you, to encourage you, and to give you hope. Jesus Christ is not a religion. It's a relationship, and it's a personal one. And his word is true. His promises can be believed, and his principles you can take to the bank. And that's why we wanted to share, under the circumstances that God has given us the authority to live above those circumstances. Dominic, thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And thank <laughs> thank you for being on the program. And oh. we're so glad that you can give such an uplifting story, not just from the Bible, but from your personal life. You live it and you walk it out every day. The preceding program has been furnished by Today's Living Hope.